0: Hey, friends, welcome to the fifth Bible study breakdown episode that we've ever done on the show. And we are going to be studying the fifth book of the Bible, which is Deuteronomy. And we're specifically going to be diving into a scripture that talks about success, power, wealth, and where it comes from, which I know that we are particularly interested in this when it comes to the wealth part, when we're talking about being a Christian entrepreneur. So go ahead and grab your Bibles, grab your highlighters, and let's do it. Hey mama, welcome to Bibles, Babies, and Business. Are you ready to start an online biz, quit your nine to five, and stay home with your kids? Are you up late at night Googling online business ideas, how to market myself, and how to get my first paying client? Do you have lots of ideas, but feel overwhelmed when trying to figure out which ones to focus on so you can move your business forward? Hey there, I'm Cammie. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, I too felt drained by my day job and wished I could find a way to make money online. I wanted time freedom and the financial freedom to be a stay-at-home mom, but imposter syndrome kept creeping in and telling me, you can never make enough money doing that. And what if you do try and you fail? But then I discovered how to build an online coaching business from home. In this podcast, you'll find biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, online marketing tips to help you start and build an online coaching business from home and a whole lot of mom life because we're doing it all with a baby on our hip. So grab your Bible, snuggle your baby and let's build your business because you were made for this. Okay. So I have a confession to make. (laughs) Before I submitted my business over to Christ a few years ago, I had this belief, an an arrogant belief, really, that somehow all of the success, all of the clients, all of of the money, all of the awesome things that my business had accomplished somehow was all because of me, that I did it, I made it happen, I built this business from scratch, no one else, it was all me. It was a very arrogant way of thinking. And and I truly believed that I was self-made. Now, I I was a believer at the time, but I wasn't really truly pursuing God, um, at least not to the degree that I, I pursue the Lord now. And it was a season that I was really full of pride and Specifically, I was prideful in not only my appearance, my appearance because I was very much concerned with what I looked like back then. You'll see the theme of pride show up a few times here, but I was also full of pride in what my business was able to accomplish. And it wasn't until there was a low season in my business. So like I'd started my business, there was a season of, um, you know, making money, getting clients consistently. It was like money that I had. I, I, I was... I was making more money than I was at my job, and and that was like my prideful season. Um, And then after that, when the pandemic hit, there was a low season in my business. And all of a sudden, I wasn't making the same kind of money that I was before. I I wasn't signing the same amount of clients. I, I wasn't seeing the same wealth success that I had before. And it was a truly humbling experience for me. And it was an experience in which that time frame led me to totally and entirely give, not only my my obsession with food at that time because I was a fitness coach, um, but totally and entirely give my business over to Christ. And I and I realized at that time that if this business was going to work, it was going to work because of Him, not me, not my own actions, not my own will, but his will. And isn't it funny how sometimes we tend to make our plans and and in our case as as entrepreneurs, we tend to make our business plans without consulting God. And then we turn around and have the audacity to ask God to bless those plans. Like that was the theme of what what I would do and how I would approach my business early on in the beginning. And I tell you what, friend, after the Lord humbled me which I'm so thankful for, even though it was a challenging season, he totally humbled me. What I realized is that God only blesses his plans, not ours. And if we want the Lord to bless our businesses, we have to submit our businesses to him. And if we are going about our business plans and going about making sales and gaining clients all of our own way, and we're not stopping to consult the Lord, then we are forcing his hand of blessing, off of our business. And after I submitted my business to the Lord, I started experiencing growth again. And it was financial growth that I had never even seen before. And it was, it was, it was way more financial growth that I had had, even when I was trying to do everything myself before, even when I was believing that I was quote unquote self-made, like I was making more money when my business was submitted to the Lord than I was in the season prior when I was trying to do everything myself and I was full of pride. Now, now I'm not talking about the prosperity gospel here. Please do not misunderstand me and think that that somehow I'm telling you God is going to promise you riches and wealth and never ending clients and in a big fat bank account. That's not what I'm saying, friend. What I am telling you is that the safest place for your business to be is submitted to the Lord and God blesses obedience. And I wanted to use Deuteronomy today um, because I believe that within Deuteronomy, within the pages of Deuteronomy, there is a scripture that I believe summarizes this concept of recognizing where our success comes from. It, It summarizes it so perfectly. And this is Deuteronomy 818, one of my favorite verses. I'm gonna read two different translations. First, I'm gonna look at the NLT version. And it says, remember the Lord your God, he is the one who gives you power to be successful. Or maybe you have the NIV version Bible. I'm gonna read that one to you because the, the the wording is just a little different and it allows us to just kind of view this verse in just a little bit different of light. And the NIV version says, but remember the Lord, your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. So friend, where does power, success, and wealth come from? It comes from the Lord, not ourselves, not our own will, not our own works, but God the lord. And I want to give you a little bit of context here leading up to Deuteronomy 8:18. So Moses at this point is reminding Israel of the time when they were wandering in the wilderness and they were hungry and God fed them with manna. And manna was this this food that people had not seen before and God would make manna fall from the heavens every morning. For the Israelites to wake up and pick up the manna off the ground. And it was enough food for them to eat for that day. Which meant because prior to God providing the manna, the Israelites were so hungry and they were complaining that they were going to starve. And so God used the manna to feed them. Because the manna is what fed the Israelites, they were 100% dependent on God for food. Have you ever been 100% dependent on God for anything? My guess is yes. (laughs) Whether we realize it or not, even the sunshine in our day, like we, we take even the smallest things for granted. We, we just assume that the sun is going to come up, come up every day. Like who do we think tells the sun to rise every single morning? Everything that we have friends, Everything from the clothes on your body to the furniture in your home, to the dollars in your bank account, to the children sleeping in their rooms or in their cribs, to the careers that you have, everything good comes from the Lord. It does not come from ourself. Now, this was also a season when the Israelites were eating this manna every day and they were 100% dependent on God for food. That meant that they had to trust him enough to provide this food every single morning. And Moses is urging the Israelites to not forget God when they experience success in the future, in the promised land. And I wanna read to you what Moses has to say here because it's pretty profound. So starting in at Deuteronomy 8, verse 11. But that is the time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty, you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands, regulations, and decrees that I am giving you today. Side note, Moses had just given them the Ten Commandments. For when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, and when your flocks and herds have become very large and your silver and gold have multiplied along with everything else, be careful. Do not become proud at that time and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Do not forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its poisonous snakes and scorpions where it was so hot and dry. He gave you water from the rock. He fed you with the manna in the wilderness, a food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble you and test you for your own good. He did all of this so that you would never say to yourself, I have achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you the power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. This passage was a warning to Israel to not become proud, to not become arrogant, and to never believe that success, power, wealth, or anything that they ever had came from themselves everything good comes from the Lord. And we would be wise to remember this. Like I wish that I had read that passage years ago in my season of pride in my business, because I would have read that and and immediately been convicted by the Holy Spirit that like, Ooh, okay, well, so maybe, maybe I am acting in a spirit of arrogance. Maybe I am, um, acting as if, Every every client that I have and every dollar that I've made is coming for myself. I wish that I had read that back in the day, which is why it's so important to be continually studying the book that God has given us so that we don't have these moments where we're like, oh, I, I wish I, I had known that back then. Well, the bible has been available to us every day of our lives like we can read it and study it at all like at any time and and we should do so to avoid these pitfalls and downfalls that that can be avoided if we just glean the wisdom within this instruction manual so i want to quickly answer the question why is it important that we don't proclaim to be self-made why is that important especially? Since you and I are on social media and people are watching us conduct business, like people are watching you, they're watching your Instagram stories or watching your Instagram posts. Why is it important that you do not proclaim to be self-made? Well, there's three things that I wrote down. Number one, if we proclaim to be self-made, it means that we are failing to acknowledge God's provision, his goodness, and his blessing over our life, and specifically over our business. It is a means of worshiping ourselves rather than worshiping God. That was number one. Number two, when we proclaim to be self-made, it leads others to idolize us rather than God. Like when people... Are watching us see success, or watching us experience success, and we're sitting here acting like we're doing it all on our own will, it can lead other people to like idolize us, and idolize a human rather than the Lord. And lastly, it leads others to believe that they can achieve success, power, and wealth in their own strength, which is a lie. It's not true. We can lead others down the wrong path if we proclaim to be self-made. So, friend, I want to end this episode by giving you the number one way to avoid becoming prideful, to avoid becoming self-righteous, and to stay humble when building your coaching business, which I know that you have this desire to use your coaching business as a way to tell people about Christ. That's why you're listening to this podcast. You are a Christian entrepreneur. You want to have a business that is inspired and fueled by the Holy Spirit. So the number one way to stay humble, to avoid being prideful and avoid being self-righteous in our coaching businesses is this. Have a heart of thanksgiving to God. Now I'm not talking about thanksgiving as in the holiday, although it does very well encompass what I'm trying to say here. But we, anytime that we position ourselves in prayer and we start off by saying, Lord, thank you. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for my home. Thank you for my dogs. Thank you for my marriage. Thank you for my business. What we are saying, we like, we don't say thank you to people for things in which we provided on our own. Like if my husband gave me a birthday present, I wouldn't say thank you to myself. I would say thank you to him because He gave me the birthday present. Anytime that you say thank you to someone, you are acknowledging where that thing came from. And so when you go to prayer and you cry out to God with thanksgiving, you are acknowledging that the thing you're thanking him for came from God. And so I want to read you two scriptures. There's many scriptures, friends, on Thanksgiving and, and having a heart full of thankfulness. But I want to read you two specifically. Um, I'm going to start in Isaiah 12, verses 4 through 5. In that wonderful day, you will sing, thank the Lord, praise his name, tell the nations what he has done, let them know how mighty he is. Sing to the Lord, for he has done wonderful things. Make known his praise around the world. Notice that it didn't say make known your wonderful deeds or make known your own name or all the wonderful things that you have done. No, this verse, these two verses are giving full credit to, where credit is due to the Lord. And the last verse I want to read to you is James 1, 7. And it says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Remember the manna that I told you about earlier that the Lord used to feed Israel when they were hungry and starving in the wilderness? Manna came from the Lord, and it was something that fell down from heaven to the ground to feed the people. This verse just said, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father. I love when scripture complements itself, (laughs) for lack of a better phrase, when scripture confirms itself, when we can see themes and trends in scripture, which only makes sense because God is the same and he does not change. So, friend, I want this to be your reminder that when you see success, notice that I said when. It, because if you stay faithful in prayer and you do the work, because remember, faith without works is dead, you will be fruitful in your business. And I want to just quickly remind you what is fruitfulness? Fruitfulness is having the fruits of the Spirit. God does not promise that your pocketbook is going to be just flooded with dollar bills. He doesn't promise that your bank account is going to have hundreds of thousands of dollars in it. But if we stay obedient to him, fruitfulness is promised. And let me just read to you what the fruits of the spirit are. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Friends, if you stay faithful in prayer, if you stay submitted to the Lord in your business and you show up every day and you do the work, and I don't mean every day, like Monday through Sunday, okay? Because rest is something that we're commanded to do as well. But if you show up and you're faithful in doing the work, your business will be fruitful. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So when that day comes, and maybe you're walking in it right now, remember to give glory, to the Lord give credit where credit is due and that is not to ourselves we have to die to our flesh and take up our cross if we want to follow Jesus if we want to make impact on this world true impact we have to continue pointing people to Jesus not to ourselves because at the end of the day we can save no one Jesus is the only one that can save So friend, I would encourage you to share this with one of your friends, somebody that maybe they have a business as well. Maybe it's a coaching business, but maybe it isn't. Honestly, this is a principle and a lesson that all entrepreneurs can glean from. Also, I want to let you know on this secret project that I have been working on for you for the past several, several weeks. And I'm so excited because next week it is finally going to be ready for you. It is called the Mom Boss Coaching Academy. And this is a course that I have been working on for a while to get ready for you. And it is for the Christian mom who is ready to start a coaching business that honors the Lord so that she can quit her job, make money online and stay home with her kids. And friends, that course is gonna be ready for you next week. I'll have way more details ready for you then. I'm so excited to get this out into the world and to put this into your hands. I have, I, just, I truly believe that this is what I've been called to do to equip other women to bring their gifts out into the world in the form of a coaching business and to use that coaching business as a way to generate income so that they can be present where they are needed most, at home. I love you, friend, and I'll see you on the next episode. Hi friend, thank you so much for tuning in to the Bible's Babies and Business podcast. If you learned something from today's episode or if it blessed you in any way, I would love to know. You can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review and I may just read your review on the show. Thank you again for being here and I pray that God will fill you with peace in your faith, your motherhood and your business because you were made for this.